opinions expressed on this program are solely those of its hosts, guests, or callers, and do not necessarily represent the opinions of WTBR-FM, its management, other producers, or sponsors. All right, what do you do when you get two guys sitting in front of a pane of glass? One on the other side, one on this side. One whose football team is extremely terrible, the New England Patriots. One whose head coach decided to go for two instead of going for a tie. What do you get? You get Cronin and the Zuck. Let's go! We got an hour of sports for you. Let's go! <laughs> Bill Belichick is a clown show. The Patriots are a joke. Hey! Come on, the guy's name is Patricia. Joe Judge is gonna screw Matt Jones. Matt Patricia is stupid too. A Brian Dable party. The Giants are 1-0 for the first time since 2016. Let's go! <laughs> Daniel Jones still really bad. But we can still celebrate. Even though, I don't know. Let's go. Let's, let's give it up for the Giants. Patriots terrible. Let's go. I'm all fired up. Ladies and gentlemen, here we are on a Tuesday morning here in beautiful Pittsfield, Cronin and the Zuck. How we doing there, Robbie? I'm good. Did you get sleep last night? That was a kind of an awkward introduction, but not too bad. It was a very <laughs> awkward introduction, but I was trying to like plan out some things to, okay. to kind of because I like when we do when the song comes on. I like to kind of you know no, throw some things out. It's all good, man. and it just kind of it was weird, but it's over now, right? That's right. The question is, my computer going to work with all my notes on it for crying out loud? And, uh, I try to do my homework, you know. You know what really was the worst part about this whole weekend of week one in the NFL? Not fishing. Was man. watching Tom Brady and Dak Prescott. And was that not the most boring game that you've ever a, seen? That was a really boring game, yeah. I mean, to take, like, it, 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 it seemed like it took forever. And it, it was did. it was it three did. and out and a field goal three and out. That's week one. And what's going on with these field goal kickers? That's their number one job. It's week and one. they're I terrible. Mean, it's week one. You don't have as much preseason. I was just saying, you know, before you know to Sue, I was telling her. I said, look, I said that the, you know we used to take the preseason a lot more seriously than they do now. Let's face it, they they don't preseason is not as seriously taken as it was, and so these games are like preseason games. Let's be honest. Week one is not a determining factor of what's going to go on all you know overall during the uh, regular season in the NFL. It's just not. Look at the Packers; they lose every year. They lose game one, and then they come on and win, you know, like gangbusters. So. You know, Kyle Brandt on uh, the NFL Network on uh, Good Morning Football, he comes out and he says, Week one, I'm lying to you. Because it's a lie. I mean, there were so many games this week. I mean, you look at the Baker Mayfield revenge game. You look at... Uh, Baker Mayfield. Well, he, he should have beat the Browns 
he loses. I mean, th- th- there were three quarterbacks that went up against their old teams. Right, and they all lost. And they all lost. I mean, I, I think everybody figured Flacco would lose. Yeah. Because Flacco, he, he has been relevant in a decade, right? Right, he had a good game, but it was a stupid game plan by the floor. We'll talk about that more about the Jets when we get into the Jets. But right. yeah, yeah, so. But, uh, yeah, I'm happy about the Giants. So, uh, but, but anyway, about your Patriots. Okay, so let's go. You want to go through the Patriots first? That's fine with me because I know you had a rant on the Patriots. So go for it, Mr. Cronin. You're all, it's all yours, man. Here's my rant on the you Patriots. Yeah. They suck. That's <laughs> week right, one, there, there's, there's my rant. Now, you know, it's, it's, it's brutal, okay? So they get the ball their first drive. They, they, they go down the field. Mac Jones throws a pick. Uh, the defense was okay. They were all right. Uh, I think Tua is going to be better than a lot of people think for Miami. Uh, I think the Patriots have a, a realistic shot at starting the season 0-4. No, come on. I, I think that that's a realistic possibility because they what? have Pittsburgh this coming Sunday. At home, right? And, or on the road? No, on in, the, in, in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. They could win that it's game. It's their home opener. Trubisky played okay. Yeah. Then they have Baltimore. Then they have Green Bay. Tell me that's not a legit shot at have, going 0-4 you, you to start legit, the you season. Have, you have legit concerns, I would say. Especially, like, I didn't understand yesterday. Harris, nine rushes, 48 yards. Why aren't you giving this guy the rock, man? I, I don't understand. 271 total yards versus 307 passing yards, only 193. And I get Mac got hurt, correct? Mac got hurt. Yep. He had back x-rays. Okay. Don't know anything about that yet. But you know what really irritates me? Yeah. Belichick pulled the... Malcolm Butler on Kendrick Bourne. Kendrick Bourne had over 800 receiving yards last year. They did the joint practices with the Panthers, and he kind of got into a fight. And he didn't. I don't. I think he might have played one snap in the first half. Yeah. If he did, I don't think he did. Actually, I think he didn't play a snap in the first half. Second half, he played one snap. Mac Jones throws him a bomb 41 yards he plays one more one more play and then belichick took him right back out of the game why it's belichick's ignorance is starting to wear on this team is that Belichick's decision, or is that the decision of the offensive coordinator? I mean, I'm assuming it's Belichick's Who? decision. Who's the offensive coordinator? Matt Patricia? <laughs> Joe, Joe Judge? Judge? I know what I was just going to say. You know, yesterday, only nine third-down attempts, right, and then three turnovers. And then again, like I said, I'm passing uh, 193 yards. That's it for the whole game. Yeah. So, again, you're, again, your you're, you're top running back, you know, in Harris only gets 48 yards, and you only combine for what? For passing 193 yards. So, I'm, I'm, I'm not getting it. Like, don't they have a future back? Isn't Harris a future back? I mean, I don't quite get it. Harris is supposed to be featured back. Roger Stevenson is supposed to be. And they they were saying that he's going to be like, you know, James White is gone. And they were saying Stevenson was going to be like the third down back. Like, you know, and and like they were going to feature him in the passing game. Myers, 55 yards. That's it. That's all you get is 55 yards. I think they're top. Yeah, 55 yards. That's it. Their offense is putrid and it's very uninspiring. What about that their game. tight end play? They went out and got those tight ends, and now it's like they don't seem to be using them very much. And I don't Hunter Henry, John Smith. Why? I, I don't. I don't know. I don't understand. I mean, they've been tight end oriented for you know, years. That's you know why? The, you know why? But that's been the bulk of what New England does so well: is those seam plays and those routes to tight ends. I don't. I don't, I don't get it. Really but honestly. you know why? They have clowns calling the offensive plays. Matt Patricia, Joe Judge. Yeah, but you can't really? tell. 
you can't tell me that, that Belichick's not part of that that uh, decision to, to run offensive plays. I mean, come on. I, I just can't believe that they're not competent enough with all the knowledge those guys have. I mean, come on. So Belichick, it's more about execution to me than anything else. I mean, Bel- I mean Belichick yeah. comes on WEI every Monday morning or, or every day after the game. Right, like, right. You know, and he's on yesterday, and they asked him about, you know, and he goes, well, there's uh, some things we have to do better. Uh, there's some things that we did well. Um, there's some things that we didn't do well. Uh, and, uh, you know, we, 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 I'm, in, I'm, I'm very, uh, you know, optimistic about the defense. And uh, But, you know, there's some things. And I'm listening to this. I'm going, what inspired you? That was one of the most garbage games I've ever watched. And, and, you know, your best receiver, you let him play two snaps, and he, and, he re, and he catches a pass for 41 yards. So what was the reason that they asked him why he only used him for two passes? It's the same look at Kadarius Toney yesterday. was used twice by the Giants. The guy's the most talented receiver they have, and he was hardly used yesterday. So you figure it out. You know, I'm just, I mean. <laughs> the, the ignorance and the arrogance. It's, it's not well, ignorance. It's arrogance. It's yeah, Belichick's agree, yeah. arrogance. Right. And, and. And, you know, finally, you have to sit there and go, does he still have it? It Does he still have the mindset to coach a football team? I mean, he's like, he just thinks that he can just continue to outsmart the NFL. And it's starting to not work. I mean, Brady, Brady looked okay. Yeah, no, he's Sunday fine. Night. I mean, they didn't look like Brady came on after the game. He said they didn't have a great game. They couldn't convert on the big third downs. They wound up getting a lot of field goals, but they still won. Their defense played well, and Dallas is awful. I mean, Dallas is awful. Offense, you know, they, they lack. I mean, they lost a lot of guys last year as far as the receivers are concerned. And now with Dak on and a backup quarterback who I hardly even know, I mean, the, the kid the kid backing him up, I've never seen much of him play at all, so... And so but, they're, but, they're in big trouble right now, the Cowboys. I mean, they, uh, Micah Parsons is a wonderful player. Every time I see him play, I go, Gettleman, Gettleman, you idiot. You could have drafted him, you idiot. You know, every time I see Micah Parsons running up and down the field, going, you know, going from one side of the field to the other side of the field, like, you know, like a bottle of lightning. I mean, it just bothers me so much when I think of Gettleman and his stupidity. And look, look, Tony's talented. If Tony can stay on the field, Tony's a super talented player. But you know, I'd love to have Micah Parsons in my linebacking core right now. And, of course, the Giants. You know, they won without Tibbs and they won without Ojolari. So, you know, when they get those guys back, I mean, it's not a great talented defense. I mean, the linebackers aren't great, but the Giants played a pretty good defensive game yesterday. So, you know, uh, what, you know what I really loved, which inspired me if, if I'm not a Giants fan, I'm a Patriots right. fan. But when Daniel Jones threw that interception oh, man. in the end zone, Brian Dayball flipped out on him. Yes, I loved it. And, and I that loved was, it. That was great. Yeah. That was like a change of. Scenery for like their their whole right you know thing. He went over to him and flipped out on him, and then when they were uh, when they scored the touchdown, instead of going for the tie, he went for two. Right, we'll talk going, about that. I'm going, this is great. Like we talked about that before we came in there. I'm like, that is a whole new change of scenery for the Giants. Absolutely, I think that it instills confidence. I think it's a generational thing as far as like new coaching and and you see a new regime come in. And look, the guy made a gutsy call and they made a the right play at the time and they had momentum. And Daniel, you know, I love that because Joe Judge would have never gotten in his face last year. He would have walked off and sat down and nobody would have talked to him. And I like the fact that Dable went over. That shows coaching. That shows you know, let's give this kick a kid a 
kick in the rear end and tell him what he, you know, he shouldn't be doing that, but let's also give him the, instill the confidence in the team. And I think that's what going for two does. I think that puts confidence and shows confidence in the team. And you see them at the locker room after. And Dable's jumping up and down with the team. I mean, this is a likable guy, but he also coaches. You know what I'm saying? Like that. Thanks a lot for giving us Joe Judge back. I just wanted to say thank you for that, by the way. Yeah, I wanted to know, are the coaches jogging as well, by the, by the way? Because that's what he made the coaches do last year. He made the coaches do laps. I mean, it's unbelievable. I mean, yeah, I just, I'm, thank God. But you have a coach right now that's competent. And the thing is, you know, like I said, showing confidence, you know, for a new regime. And Saquon yesterday, 164 yards running, 18 attempts, six receptions for 30 yards. You know, I'm sitting there going, should he go for two? Okay, I'm like going, oh, don't go for two. If you don't go for you, if you go for two, you're going to lose. But then when you look back at it, you say, you know what? They're on their field, and uh, and and, you, and you, it's a gutsy move, and they're not expected to win, so they win. Obviously, on a missed field goal, okay, which the you know there still was a minute six left, so that's why the decision to go for two. I was a little concerned with with the way the Giants' defense plays, especially the fact that they give up big plays and stuff. So you know, it comes down to Bullock missing the field goal. I thought Mike Vrabel coached a horrible game, and I'll talk about three specific things. I'll talk about the direct snap. What was the point of the direct snap to Henry? You get a one yard there, just give him the ball. These guys try to think everything. And then the other one was the tight end around thing with another one that was a fourth and one. Just give the ball to Henry. What are you doing? A can, rookie and, tight end. What the? I mean, I don't get it. I just don't understand and it. Can, and can we just like all agree now that Ryan Tannehill is really bad? He's not that good. And then the he's play, really not that good. Well, well, yeah, but you know what? He set them up for the winning field goal. The guy missed a 47 yard field goal. It's a makeable field goal. How many missed also, field goals? Oh, my God. Dictated the, uh, the, 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 the games this weekend. There were so. Tons of them. So, Tons. Anyway, if anyone wants to get in on the NFL action here, 413-445-5943. Forgot to give that phone number to our callers uh, out there. So if you want to talk about NFL, that's what we're doing. Anyway, finish your thoughts. Sorry about that. So let me let me run this uh, by you too, okay? Yep. Uh, they just came out and said that Lamar Jackson turned down a uh, $240 million contract. Wow. They how offered many, many, him $240 million. How many, how many years? The, 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 the uh, years didn't come out, how but Schefter... Put that out there, and guaranteed he wanted he wanted it guaranteed, and it wasn't. Well, they're guaranteed. not going to give you guarantees in the NFL. I mean, they will. Well, give you look, some. well, that's the Cleveland Browns being the Cleveland Browns. They guaranteed Deshaun Watson two hundred and thirty million dollars, yeah. and they just continue to screw up the league. Yeah, Jacoby Brissett did what he needed to do yesterday. I mean, obviously, they won the game on a, on a large field goal, but I mean. They did what they needed to do yesterday. I think he's going to be pretty good for the Browns. He, you know, they're a running team. They're a running team, a defensive team. They'll be okay. How do you think Deshaun Watson's going to do week 12 when he comes back? He didn't play last year at all. I don't think he should come back. I, I think I think that if he comes back, he should be he should be sitting behind. Uh, if if, if Brissett's playing well, why not? If they win a few if games, win, if like... Winning. Let him let him keep going, right? Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. yeah. I agree. It's not like the kid. Not, it's not like this kid hasn't proven himself. He played for the Patriots. He played for the Colts. He's played pretty good football. He's not a bad player. And like I said, their their whole their whole offense is predicated on their running game and, and Chubb and Hunt. Those guys are, are terrific. So Chubb yesterday, I think 160 something yards yesterday on the ground, 140 something like that. I was looking at statistics and I watched the highlights. But, yeah, as long as the Browns can run the ball, they're an effective team. And, you know, the Giants yesterday was talking about Saquon. How about Saquon's return? 164 yards. Uh, um, he had six receptions for 30 yards. I think they should still throw the ball more to him. He looked really good. Yeah, and his press conference, it was great to see. He's a great kid. I mean, everybody's pulling from Daniel Jones yesterday, 17 of 21 for 188. Nothing great. One pick. 
you know, a fumble. The fumble was not his fault. Boy, the, the Giants guards were horrendous yesterday. That line still got to, you know, we still got to clean some stuff up in the line. But, but that, you know what? That pick was ugly. It's just that nice. Was well, terrible. he's trying to throw a back shoulder to a running back. You don't want to do that to a receiver. That's fine, but not to a, not to a running back. That was just a bad decision. And Daniel makes bad decisions at times. Let's be honest. He does. But, but you know, you know what though? Like you got Brian Dayball right now. Like as the head coach, he's getting Daniel Jones to get rid of the ball faster. Yes, yes, absolutely. And that's 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 huge. Yeah. Because he loved the last couple of years to hold on to the ball. And I just I noticed a difference because he was with Josh Allen, turned Josh Allen into a freaking MVP, right? right? Yeah. And he's got Daniel Jones getting rid of the ball but really fast, like Tom Brady almost. But you can see how much better Daniel Jones is when they play pass. When the Giants can run the ball, he's so much better as a play-action passer. He's not great as a drop-back drop guy for me. So yesterday, you know, Sterling Shepard gets that big, you know, that big catch for a touchdown. Sterling had a good game yesterday, so he had uh, 71 yards. So, uh, yeah, the special teams definitely need to improve. <laughs> Richard James, like Richie James now, that, that hair, by the way, has got to go. Richie James' hair, have you seen that hair, do? Yes. Right, that's, I mean, it's ridiculous. <laughs> what is that? It looks like giant, expl- I don't know what it is. It's like this exploding, like, like giant pom-poms of red, whatever, coming out of his helmet. But I, I always crack up. I go, Richard James, I'm thinking of uh, Beverly Hills Cop. Remember, he, his name is Rich. He goes to the gun club. He's like, I'm Richard James, you know. Yes, Charles Bronson made these bullets for me. So oh. how about Patty Mahomes goes for five touchdowns, oh, wow. yeah. and Joe Burrow uh, has five turnovers yes. through four uh, picks and a, and a fumble. That game was ridiculous. The Cincinnati game was ridiculous. I mean, the missed field goals and everything, it was just ridiculous to watch. I the really biscuit. Was. The biscuit. Rocking it for Pittsburgh. But huh? again, I'll, I'll emphasize this as I always do. It's week one. Week one in the NFL does not mean diddly. So NFL fans, if you're out there going, oh, my team didn't win yesterday, don't worry. The Green Bay Packers are a good team, okay? I mean, it's, you know, the Patriots, I don't know what we're going to, what the Patriots are going to be really. But I mean, there's teams out there that lost. The Chargers won by the skin of their teeth yesterday. So, but. Because well, you've talked about this for weeks. Yeah. Derek Carr. Yeah. What do you throw? Three or four picks I yesterday. Told, yeah, he's just too inconsistent. That's my problem with Carr. He, you know, he's a gunslinger. He's but he's he's worse than a gunslinger sometimes. Sometimes he just makes ill ill advised decisions and throws balls into coverage that get picked off. Yeah. So and the Chargers look like a completely different team on defense this year. They really do. I mean, and let's face it, they got Khalil Mack and they added you know a, a wonderful player from the Patriots. I mean, you know, and I mean, they're they're much they're a team to be reckoned with. The only thing I like I said, Staley. Bothers me. That's the only thing is the head coach bugs me. That's it, you know, really. 413-445-5943. Talk about the NFL. Let's talk about the New York Jets because I am telling you one thing. I am not sold on on Robert Sala, and I am not sold on LaFleur. I thought that was one of the dumbest games plan, game plans. I mean, Michael Carter had 60 yards on 10 carries yesterday. Came out, the first play from scrimmage is a 15-yard run up the field. The next play is an incompletion on a screen. I'm like, what are you doing? Run the rock, man. Give the man the ball. So Flacco, right, at 36 yesterday, right, throws for 300 and, like, seven yards and 59 attempts. 59 for 36. What are you doing? I sound like Moose now. What are you doing? Seriously, though, I mean, I just – I don't. I... The Jets are just a football team that they, they just can't ever seem to get out of their own way. It just seems like, you know, it, back to the Rex Ryan yeah, days. Yeah. I'm looking at the back page of the New York Post. There you go. There's Robert Sala right there. Okay. Does that exhibit what you're talking exactly. about right there? He's just kind of looking there going, huh? Yeah. And if you, huh? if you had two what? earrings, it looked like Mr. Clean. Yeah. So there you go. But I mean, so yesterday, so, okay, so Fla- Fla- Flacco, th- 
37 of 59. Okay, one touchdown, one interception, sacked three times. Carter, 10 for 60. Okay, Wilson, I tell you, the best thing yesterday was Garrett Wilson. How old is Joe Flacco? 36. He's 36. Yeah. He's 36? Yes. I figured, he was, I figured he was in his 40s. Guy seems like he's been around forever. That's yeah. crazy. I'll tell you okay. who's impressive, though. Garrett Wilson from Ohio State had four for 50, uh, for uh, for 54 yesterday, and, and his yak is really, I mean, his yards after carry is really impressive. I mean, he's going to be a really good player. Berrios, this is what kills me. I love Berrios, right? Berrios yesterday, five receptions for 37 yards. Why are you not using Berrios more often in your offensive scheme? I don't get it. What are you doing? Do you know who drafted him? Who, Berrios? Patriots. The Patriots, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And they let him go. Yeah. I love Berrios. And they used him yesterday. Like, again, five receptions for 37 yards. <laughs> Come on, man. LaFleur. See, I am not impressed with LaFleur. And and us and the clock management yesterday. I know you're losing twenty four to three, but with six minutes left in the game, the Jets are like ho humming behind and taking their time in the huddle and coming up to the line. They must have wasted about over a minute and a half just to get one playoff. It was just ridiculous to watch. It was ridiculous to watch. And and again, you know, it's a young team. I but I like their defense. I do. The defense played well yesterday. It was a ten three game at the half. And again, what I loved about the Giants was the halftime adjustments. With the Jets, there is no halftime adjustments. It was the same garbage in the second half. And again, can they ever find a kicker? It was 3 nothing. Here comes Greg the Leg, who's no longer Greg. I call him Greg the Peg Leg now. Zerline, <laughs> who misses a 45-yard field goal. You can't be doing this. The what did they have? The Jets had like 10 kickers last year? I think they had like six kickers last year. I mean, that's ridiculous. I mean, they cannot. Their kicking game every year is garbage. And you had a chance to tie it at three. They were right in this game. And like I said, I like the defense. I do like the front seven a lot. And Sauce, you know, Sauce is a player. And you can tell right away. I mean, Sauce made a really good play yesterday on a, on a, on a passing play. They, I don't, you know, again, I, I don't know your, your thoughts on Robert Sala and this, and especially LaFleur. 59 times you're going to let Flacco throw? That's ridiculous. I thought the Jeff, uh, the Jets drafted really well this year. They did. They had a terrific draft. And I think their defense is going to win them some games. I think that uh, Joe Flacco is not the answer. Uh, Zach Wilson, uh, we haven't seen enough of Zach Wilson. Of course yet, not. Right? We so we don't know what to expect from Zach. He's Wilson. not a big like, guy, too. You know, he's frail. He's he's. And he he does a lot of crazy things. Like he'll just decide to just uh, you know Would run you? play action, and he'll just like make stupid crazy throws. They need to get once he gets back, once he gets healthy, once he's on the field, they need to make him play the playbook. Right. You know, just kind of, uh, and you know, he doesn't have to drop back. Do you every- go with Mike White this weekend? Uh, next weekend, do you go with Mike White? Or do you stay with Flacco in the next game? <laughs> Flacco, yeah. You know what? Really, it's just that Mike White is a younger guy; he's a little more mobile. That's he, the thing. They, he, Flacco, he actually played no really mobility. well a couple times last year. He played yeah, really he well. Well, since he game, obviously that was his like big, big time, uh, you know, big time game with, with against the Bengals last year. But you know what really annoyed me this weekend was Mike McDaniel got his first win as a head coach, and Belichick snuffed him. He barely, barely even shook his hand. It's his first career win as a oh, head coach. The head coach of the, yeah, the head coach of the Dolphins. And, yeah. and, and Belichick barely even acknowledged that. That's Belichick. Him. Belichick is the personality of a wet mop, let's be honest. I mean, he's not, he doesn't have any personality. He's not a warm and fuzzy guy. He's not. He's just not. 
But he you should know. have at least kind of acknowledged of them. Course. I mean, just other. He just basically just barely shook his hand. Like he barely he shakes even, anybody's hand. He barely says anything. Yeah, half the time. yeah. But there's there's some coaches, there's some players that he actually embraces. Well, yeah, probably you know? somebody had an association with him one time, or, or was a coach for him, or something like that. But and, and he's kind of been a little bit more, like. Optimistic and open and and happy and happy go lucky this year and then he does that he snubs that guy, I just I I kind of found it's that to be pretty bad. Game. I mean it's after the game you know the guy it's just after the game I mean that's the thing he's like you know he's not thinking much he's thinking oh we lost now I got to go face the press and deal with all the questions and the nonsense and put up with all the you know the BS so I mean you know I'm not gonna that's just Belichick he's never been like that warm fuzzy guy but it was it was this guy's first career win as a head coach I know. and he beat Bill Belichick yeah. like you would think he might have been a little more open just to be like hey hey congratulations man you 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 won maybe you, maybe maybe you know maybe an hour after maybe when they you know the locker rooms all file out and stuff maybe you maybe text them or something. I don't know but it's just after the game you know you've got so many thoughts going on and stuff and like I said you got to face the press and deal with all that nonsense you know what's interesting yesterday for all the for all the yards that Flacco threw for the longest pass was Elijah Moore 24 yards that was it that was the wow. longest play pass for the Jets so the Jets are dinking and dunking and dinking and dunking and they come up with nine points and they come up with a touchdown with about five six seconds left in the game which is just ridiculous I mean they, you know, I don't look. You're not going to beat every team. You got a team that's a young team. I still think they have some some guys on defense with Carl Lawson coming back down. Mosley, you got some veteran guys there. Uh, obviously, Jermaine Johnson. You know, his first year. Sauce. They got some guys that can play. The Jets are going to have a good defense. The question for me right now is their offense. You know, they have talent on offense. The problem is they don't have anybody to throw the ball down the field. Joe Flacco was not going to throw the ball 50, 60 yards down the field. I mean, I don't know if he can anymore. He showed some mobility yesterday. He escaped. He got a first down. He escaped for his life yesterday. But, I mean, I don't really know. I, I, I can't really project what's going to happen with that team. But all I can say is that I know the Jets are going to have a good defense this season. They have talent on the defensive side. They have talent. Wilson is going to be a dynamite player. I don't know if you watched any highlights of Garrett Wilson yesterday. But his run after catch, I mean, he's, he's talented. The kid from Ohio State is going to be a real good player. So they did do a good job drafting. The problem for the Jets is their offensive line was horrible yesterday. It was like a jailbreak sometimes. And obviously, Beckton's not there. And he had a patchwork offensive line. So... That's the question for a lot of things. The Jets, the Giants, the same thing with the offensive line and the inconsistency. But you saw things with the Giants yesterday that you haven't seen for a while. I mean, cohesiveness, halftime adjustments, guys making big plays, guys. You know, it, it was it was nice to see them win. Look, they won on a missed field goal. It happens. You I know? really, I, mean, I so. really love the gutsy call to go for to go well, yeah. for two points. Well, yeah. I well, thought that was great. That was a new culture. Yeah, I, I really, as I said earlier, yeah. I think that was great. That they did that. Absolutely. 413-445-5943. Cronin the Zook right here on our Tuesday spot. And as usual, uh, give us a call here. 413-445-5943. We're going to take a break and come back, continue with NFL talk and get into some baseball. So give us a call. All right. 413-445-5943. We'll be right back. Did you know that just 30 minutes a day of physical activity can improve your health and decrease your risk of heart disease? Walking is an easy way to start. For every hour of regular vigorous exercise, you can gain two hours of life expectancy. So start walking for yourself. Start walking with your family. Start walking with your friends. Start walking in your community. Start walking. Start something. Join the movement today. For more information on the American Heart Association START program, visit heart.org slash start. Hey, this is Mike Pezzo. Remember those tunes your parents told you to turn down? Better yet, remember those tunes your grandparents told your parents to turn down? 
While on Mike's Amazing Music and Oldies show, you'll hear sometimes oldies, sometimes blues, sometimes local performers, and a lot of rock. On Pritchard County's only rock station, 89.7 WTBR-FM, Pittsfield Community Radio, Thursdays at noon. Tune in and be entertained and educated. Larry Krepke here from Nothing But Old 45s, inviting you to check out my brand new show here on WTBR called Sweet Country Music. Some of the best country music I've ever recorded, like Dolly Parton, Alan Jackson, Patsy Cline, and a lot more. Plus, every show contains a comedy segment that'll put a smile on your face. Sweet Country Music, 11 a.m. Sunday mornings here on 89.7 WTBR-FM, Pittsfield Community Radio. Hello, Phil Tierney here, the host of Berkshire Jazz, where I play all the young tigers and old lions of jazz every Saturday evening from 8 to 10 on WTBR 89.7, Pittsfield Community Radio. Join me Saturday at 8, and if you know someone who likes and enjoys this great American classical music, tell them about us. Spread the word. Jazz is alive and well on WTBR 89.7. Thanks for listening. Hola, hola. I'm Daisy. Yo soy Marta. Whether you want to learn a little Spanish or get a glimpse of our wonderful Latin roots, join us as we celebrate Latin culture with music from genres ranging from salsa to bachata. Gain insight on local news, community information, and very special guests. Only on Mundo Latino. Welcoming listeners of all nations on WTBR 89.7 FM. Support for Mundo Latino comes from Greylock Federal Credit Union. Just when you thought radio was getting dull, WTBR has something to brighten up your night. Really? It's called TBR After Hours, and overnight Saturday at midnight, you'll hear a solid hour of a recording artist or band, the hits, as well as deep traps with limited commercial interruption. Impressive. Most impressive. TBR After Hours is hosted by The Minster. Isn't that the same guy you hear on classic TBR? Hmm. It's TBR After Hours, overnight Saturday at midnight, right here on WTBR, and also available on podcast. You guys rock. WTBR. Welcome back to WTBR Sports Talk with Cronin and Zook here on 89.7 FM WTBR 1033 right here with Robbie and Sean. As always, 413-445-5943. Good weekend. We played a great shindig on, on uh, Saturday. Eight great bands. to see you guys. You guys are great. Thanks, man. It was so I much fun. I couldn't believe how great you guys sounded. I oh, was thanks, really impressed, man. man. Thanks. I know. People come up to me. One guy wants to bring us down to, to Manassas, Virginia to play. He goes, how much? I go, oh, I'm sure the guys would want a few thousand dollars for that one. Travel down to Virginia. One guy wants to come up to Maine. I met this guy at the Van Morrison concert. He said, hey, you know, will you guys come up to Maine? I'm like, we'll drive anywhere for the money, you know, at this point. So, uh, but yeah, it was fun. And it was great to see a lot of people I hadn't seen in a while. Good to see a lot of musicians I hadn't seen or met, too. So, yeah. I, I only had one thought, right? You got to get a little bit more uh, dancing around on stage a little bit. Yeah, well, there's not much room to dance on those things. You put me, you saw me on the, if you, if you came to the stationary factory, I was boogieing around. I, you know, yeah, but you know, size just, of the stage. Just, just, just uh, jig a little bit. Oh, you know? a little bit, That's yeah. Well, I was wearing shorts, too, because it was hot out, too. I know, I'm I just look, giving you a hard time. I, know, just, yeah. you know, I, look, I was like Angus you, Young and Brian, and Brian together, right? So. You guys were phenomenal. 
Thanks. So. I was, thanks, man. Keep keep the egos going. <laughs> no, my... I mean it. I, I wouldn't say it if I didn't no, mean no. it. Yeah, so. we have, no, we have a really good group. It's a good group of guys, and you know, we sing well. That's the thing about a lot of bands around here, and bands in general. A lot of bands don't sing well. You know, we you know we pride ourselves on harmonies and doing the right things and stuff. And yeah, and, and it's easy with those guys because they're so good. So yeah, we'll be in Lennox a week from uh, Sunday, the twenty fifth, from one to three in front of Berkshire Classic. Uh, Silver and Leather, my buddy Mark Parsons' place, and uh, so nice of Mark to invite us down because the Apple Squeeze is on Saturday, but they decided not to do it Saturday and Sunday. So we said, all right, we're going to have our own squeeze, the Berkshire Squeeze. <laughs> so so that's uh, what we're going to do. So I'll be there to see you guys because yeah. Patriots are going to be 0-2 and they're going to lose to the Ravens. They're going to be 0-3 after that. Well, so I don't know, I'll man. be there to see you guys. I, you know, I don't know if they're going to lose. You know, you, look, if they can run the ball well next week and if they don't turn the ball over, they can win games. I mean, they were in the game. It's You know, it's just that they're not executing. And again, it's, it's, it's preseason. And Belichick's all about making adjustments. And they're going to use these guys more next week. Look, I don't understand. You can ask Brian Dable. I watched his press conference as to why Tony only gets the ball twice. Now, I don't know if it's a a scheme thing, or are they just saying, okay, we're going to work him in there, or they're basically waiting for his attitude to get better? I don't really know, but all I know is that the most talented receiver on the Giants yesterday only caught two passes. So, and and the, the tight end play, there was one pass to the tight end, and that was the the uh, the touchdown before the two-point conversion. So, and I think about the Patriots. Giants got a chance to go 3-0. I think about the Patriots, too, right? Like, you know, I said earlier that maybe they go 0-4 to start the season, because I think that's a realistic possibility. But then I think about the Steelers, and I go, Mitch Trubisky. I think the Patriots have a decent enough defense to maybe make a play or two right. to, score, to put some points on the board because I don't think that their offense is that good right now. And I think that after the third or fourth week, Belichick is probably going to go, okay, this Matt Patricia – Joe Judge thing, yeah, you know this, is, this, is, this doesn't work. <laughs> but if out. you can't, but if you can run the ball well, I mean, you could put Mac into a position where he's play passing a little bit and stuff. And again, get the tight ends involved. That's been that's been their bread and butter for years. The Patriots lining up two tight end formations, running those seam plays, running those quick outs to tight ends. That was that was Brady's whole thing. I mean, that was the brilliance of Brady was getting rid of the ball quick. You know, it's a different it's a different scheme now because you have a different quarterback. I mean, you know, Brady's. You know, two-step drop, boom, the ball is gone. Very little chance for, for mistakes, you know, and so forth. So, I mean, I'll, it's a different I'll, team. I will never call Mac Jones Tom Brady. No, no, it's not. Okay, but, but I don't see a whole lot of difference in them. You know, Mac drops back, gets rid of the ball fast. He lost 15 pounds in the offseason. Right. He bulked up. You know, he's running the ball, running more. Right. Yep. I don't think that there's uh, a big difference in the way that they're calling plays. I think that... They're going to be all right, but I still think there's a chance they go in for it start the year, and then they can they can uh, you know bulk up their. Uh, all right, so you think they're going to go on four? I think they're I going think, to go I, on four. I think they I really win. Do. I, I think they win in Pittsburgh next week. I do. I think they win in Pittsburgh. How about home against Baltimore? Week I think three. They, I think they have a chance against Baltimore too. I in do. at Green Bay week four. Um, uh, I, I like Green Bay in that game. Aaron Rodgers is going to put because, up forty oh, points only because Aaron Rodgers, you know, plays well at home. Except for the playoffs. <laughs> By the right? way, you you, right? could, you like I said, you could bank your mortgage on Aaron Rodgers losing week one every year because he does every year. And again, it's it's just week one means nothing in the NFL. I mean, I remember when the Giants lost the first two games and won the Super Bowl one year. I mean, it's it doesn't. You know, if you go into if you go on zero three, now you're talking big tr- big trouble. But I don't want to hear about the Giants winning Super Bowls. Okay, can you just keep that <laughs> over on your side of the glass, pal? It's been a while, <laughs> you know. But we always say eighteen and one, eighteen and one. Anyway, uh-huh. So some of the game. Okay, so let's go over some of these games yesterday. The Eagles put up thirty eight points and beat the Lions thirty eight thirty five. A good, you know, the, the Lions. 
you know, came back in that game. They were down big time in that game. So, you know, I don't know what the Lions are going to be this year. I, I think they'll be improved. I, I coach, you know, I like Coach Campbell, like I said. So, I mean, uh, I watch Hard Knocks. Did you see it? I've that? never seen it, but I know it's. I know it's a uh, good. The series. Lions were featured this year. Okay, and it yeah, just, no, that I know. Yeah, you told me. Yeah. It just like you just really feel inspired by Dan Campbell. Yeah, come on, man. You know, and he played just, that way. That was the way he played as a Giants backup tight end. You know, he was. A, they they make you think that they're going to be a team, and what I like about the Lions is that every coach on their staff is a former player, right? Which isn't. Very common in the That's NFL. what I like about the Giants staff. They have a lot of guys that are former players on that team, too. So, And then the Bears. The Bears beat Trey Lance and the Niners in the rain and the mud. Oh, we got a phone call. Hallelujah. <laughs> okay, let's take our first phone call. All right, good morning, Ron. We're running the Zuck here on 89.7. Hello. Yeah, I, I'm disgusted with this Mets team, Robbie. I, He's going to talk baseball. <laughs> We're talking football. He's going to bring Is this Keith Fernandez? I, heard, I don't care about don't, You can talk about whatever you want, football. man. We're Is just this happy. Keith Fernandez We're on the air? We're just happy to get callers. We're just happy to get callers. I, 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 I don't care about football. Let, let's talk baseball. With I mean, listen, you, you can't go 4-5 and five against the Pirates, the Nationals, the Cubs, and the Marlins. Not down the stretch. You cannot do that. You, you told me this was the soft part of the schedule. Wait a second! Didn't you watch? Wait a second! Did you watch the New York Yankees in two thousand uh, and uh, uh, and lose fifteen of eighteen and then go and win the World Series? October's a whole new beast, man. It's a whole new beast. They're I not. They're not hitting. They're, but they're not hitting, Gerard. That's the thing. They're not hitting. They're not pitching. It's just you know they've run into a kind of a. a, a, a they put the wrong time to start struggling. Okay, let's be honest. All right, you know they have. But, well, yeah, they're not hitting that. That's for sure. But but you know they set an all-time major league record for giving up six or more runs in three straight games against teams that were uh, thirty games below five hundred. It's a very obscure record. But but, but this happens game. all the time. They bring up kids. The kids are hungry. They want to win. You know, there's complacency. I'm not saying it's complacency on the Mets. I'm just saying that over 162 games, there's just a lot of tired bats right now. Alonso's when Alonso doesn't hit and when Lindor doesn't hit, this team can't win. I mean, they just don't enough enough depth. And like, you can blame Billy Epler. We talked about this a million times with Epler's, you know, incompetence at the trade deadline. It was and, incompetence. And, and Marte, oh, Marte's hurt now, right? Why did you go get Wilson right? Contreras? Why wasn't Wilson Contreras? Because they asked for the young yeah, catcher. Mar- right? Probably, right? Marte, Marte's, Marte's hurt, Marte's on, right? Marte's on the DL. That's a killer. That's a killer without Marte. This, this guy, Darren Ruff, they need to take him out back and, and shoot the guy. <laughs> One for Oh, boy, capital punishment. Now we're really talking some bad <laughs> This is a badass baseball. Capital punishment now. This. In the, the capital of New York. DHs, the two Mets DHs are Vogelback and Ruff since the trade deadline, okay? Ruff is one for his last 33. Vogelback is four for his last 45. Did you really that think that Vogelback was really going to be a, a deciding factor batting behind Alonzo? Did you think this guy was going to come in there and all of a sudden he was no, going to turn no, into Johnny Mize? No, no, no. He's a two thirteen career hitter. Right. But I expected more than five for 78 did you did you guys did you did you guys know that he's a he's a he's a two way player? He he not only does he play baseball, but he's also the offensive lineman for uh, you know he's a left tackle for the Giants. This guy's in my softball league that looks just like him. Can you get a bigger uniform, please? I mean, a bigger uniform. You know, would you, know, you, know you know what we got to address to is 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 the Max Scherzer contract, okay? Every year, towards the end of the season, Max Scherzer gets hurt. We talked right? about he, it. He gets, yeah. We talked about it, and they give him $43 million a year, and what do they do? Now he's on the, in, on the injured list. He'll be you back, see? though. 
Oh, he'll be back yeah, after he, missing he, one, two he, starts. He but... won't miss two months this season. Two months this season if he comes back and he's healthy the rest of the way. When are, but, when so are, co- when are contracts going to come back down to earth? Are they yeah. ever going they never, to? They never will because the owners give it away like water. They just nah, give away. You, you can't put the toothpaste back in the tube. It's gone. They're, they're not coming back down. No way. Not a chance. But it, it, this 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 Darren Ruff guy. Oh my god! Last <laughs> night Ruff put him up. The well, look at his stats when they got him, George. Look at the stats when they got Ruff. What his stats were? What was he hitting? Like two thirty, two twenty. He was batting like he was batting like two twenty when yeah. they got him. He's batting one thirty nine since they got him. Right, one thirty nine. He stinks. That's he stinks. Except, but they we, we we both talked about this. They needed to get a real bat. They didn't. They got fake bats. They got they got garbage <laughs> bats, all right. That's what they they needed a real bat. We talked we you know what we talked about this in May for crying out loud. We said, oh, you know we got a, good players, but we need another bat behind Alonzo. We need another bat. I'm telling you, moved, he, they finally moved McNeil up. Trailing, yeah, go ahead. Trailing five to one with the bases loaded, Buck pinch hits Darren Ruff. He actually put him up in the eighth inning with the base. Like, did he, I guess he wanted to lose the game, I suppose. And that's the other thing about Buck. I was so disgusted that he didn't pitch to Grom last night. The Grom is on five days of rest. It's the opening of the series. You want to set the tone. Right. There was no reason not to pitch to Grom last night and pitch him tonight. Who pitched last night? Pitch who who pitched all. last night? Because I didn't Bass, see him. Bassett pitched. Bassett. And Bassett pitched poorly. Because Bassett's oh, pitched real well lately. Five runs in three and a third. Wow, because he's three pitched really well. That's a shocker. He's pitched so well lately. So I wouldn't expect that again from Bassett because he, he's pitched very well this season. So especially recently. But with Degrom on five days rest, right. you need the game. The I, I, I agree with you. I'm not disagreeing with you. Why do they hold Degrom back again? I don't get it. I just don't understand it. They held him back a day. If they were holding back a week, okay, okay, the guy needs a rest. But told him back one day. You might as well take. He doesn't need a rest. He never gives up a run. He never needs a rest. When does he ever give up more than one or two runs in a game? Since he came back, he's five and one with a one sixty. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Hey, Robbie, who's 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 the center fielder? Was Hunter? What's his name that you guys got from the Cardinals? Oh, um, Hunter Bader. Yeah, 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 yeah. And 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 you see Jordan Montgomery like would be like a legitimate like almost Cy Young. Yeah, uh, candidate, you know, in the yeah, National but, League, but, and this guy hasn't played a game yet. Yeah, Bader's from my area. He's from, since, Bader's from like, Westchester. You know, since, yeah. Go ahead. Since the Yankees got Bader, he hasn't made it out yet. So <laughs> didn't even play him. <laughs> Do you know Bader's from? You know Bader's from our area, Gerard. He's from he's a West, Westchester kid. Oh, is he? Yeah. yeah I don't know. Oh, yeah. He grew up in he Westchester. Yeah. Yeah, so. He's getting close, though. They say he's getting close. Well, they could use him. I mean, I, Aaron, I can't take any more of Aaron Hicks. But look, at least the Yankees won two out of three against Tampa. The bats started flying and uh, it, with that ridiculous batting order, but it worked. For, it worked. And that's I, fine with me. I say this about him getting, be- getting close. It's September 13th. He's getting close. All right. Let's go, buddy. Meanwhile, Jordan Montgomery looks like the second coming of, like, you know, lefty Carlton, for crying out loud. It's just ridiculous. Yeah, but, but you but you told me many times you didn't trust Montgomery in a big spot. You weren't a big fan. Of well, no, I was never a big fact, fan, yeah. It's a lot easier to pitch in the National League, now. too. You know, when you're – it's – it's well, now they don't have the DH. In the, or they, they have the, the DH, DH in the National League now, but it still seems like it's a lot easier to pitch in the National League. But Montgomery's looked ridiculous. I mean, he's throwing 94, 95 on his fastball. His slider's going great. I mean, well, he's got a great pitching coach. I mean, Mike Maddox is one of the best pitching coaches in baseball. So the fact that he's with that guy, there's no surprise to me that he's pitching well. I mean, what, no... what, a, what a trade for yeah. a guy that uh, hasn't played an inning yet. So you didn't watch any NFL yesterday at all? No, no. The only thing I watched, you know, you know what I watched? I watched Tom on Sunday night. That was all the NFL I watched. Oh, I watched okay. about a half of Tom Brady. 
Yeah, I'm uh, I'm just not an NFL fan anymore. Just, just uh, can't can't watch it. Not interested. In I'm it. an NFL fan. I don't love the, the coaching Dolphins sometimes. Beat, the Dolphins beat the care out of me. The whole nonsense of the NFL. I'm just not not much of a fan. But I I am a Tom Brady fan, so I still I still watch him. I root for him. But other than that, no, I didn't watch any. Well, the Dolphins beat I just, the I, the Dolphins beat the crap out of my. Uh, uh, conscious too, you know. We're zero and one. Like I said to Robbie, we're going to go on zero and four to start the season. So, yeah, no, I saw that. I was actually at the Met versus the Marlins game during that game, so I didn't see any of that either. But um, oh, yeah, did five thousand people show up for the Marlins game? <laughs> no, they they actually they actually had a decent. Well, whatever the Mets were in town, they had you know they had oh, of a course, they had, absolutely uh, about twenty about twenty thousand there. But uh, for that afternoon game against Texas on Monday, they announced five. I, I turned on the game just to see the stands. There yeah, couldn't have been more than 2,000 people there. A 1 o'clock game against Texas on a Monday, there's nobody there. Hey, <laughs> hey, hey, hey Gerard, did they, did they move the uh, the, the uh, fences in in Miami? They did. They moved them in. And, yep, yep they, they, that... they actually went away from away from grass. They put a new, a new turf field in. Which is supposed to be like mimic grass, and they moved the fences in, and I think center, and I think left center, I think. But yeah, they did move them in. Is there a roof? Is it like a retractable dome, or, or is it just open? So it's a retractable roof, but I, I go down there quite a bit when the Mets are in town, okay. and I've never once seen the roof open. So it, 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 it is retractable, but it's never open. Maybe in the beginning of the year on the cooler nights, but. Uh, it, it's always closed every time I go down there. Have, I watch games on TV. Have, have you ever been to uh, Tropicana, where the where the Rays? Play? I have. It's, it's, it's awful. It's yeah, gar- no, I, garbage, right? It's like the most garbage oh. stadium of any sport, right? That's awful. There, isn't it? It, it, is, it is so bad, and even like you know, aesthetically, it's terrible. The, the turf is always bad. It's worn out. It's just terrible. It's the catwalks, right? Yep. Yep. Yep, no, it's awful. They, they, uh, I would say they need a new stadium, but nobody goes. So why would you put any money into it? You know, why would you be even building a new stadium? What, what a team like, though! What, what a team though! The Rays have the same payroll as Max Scherzer, <laughs> basically, right? And and, right. and and they're gonna right. they, they may overtake the Yankees. I, I mean, I don't think that's gonna happen at this point. But it's pretty amazing what that team can. T- I couldn't name you two players on that team. I could name two I, and, players and, on a team, but it's amazing what they do. And, and, how, and their players that are supposedly their good players are all hurt. I mean, they've got guys that are out left and right, and they still do it. And I know Rob hates the way that you know they do business down there. With oh, the I hate cash. Can't stand you know, it. But, but it works. I mean, it's effective. They, they, I don't really hate what they do day. down there. I just can't stand Cash and his analytical nonsense. I mean, he's the, he's he's really the king of the analytical nonsense. You know, taking pitchers out, pitching no hitters, opener, in the fifth inning, yeah, the, op- the opener, all that crap. Yeah. Four thousand yep. million pitchers and the, playing four outfielders and that garbage. I mean, it's a bunch of nonsense. It really is. You want to go? You got that payroll, though. You got to do. You have to do. No, the I understand. They do it. And they do it successfully. I understand that. Hey, speak, speak, speaking of four outfielders, did you hear that uh, next year the the shift is gone? Yeah. The base, the yeah, base, I'm, I'm, the bases are going to be bigger, I'm, and there's going to be so there's going to be a pitch clock. And if yeah, the, if, uh-huh. the, if the pitcher does uh, doesn't throw pitch within 20 seconds, it's going to be an automatic ball. 
That's dumb. See, this yeah. is dumb. Why can't, you know, I was talking to you about this the other day, George. Why can't they just leave baseball alone? Just leave the game alone. I, I like getting rid of the shift. I don't, oh, but, oh, I, I believe, love getting rid of believe, the shift. Believe, I leave the pitcher yeah. alone. I the shift, it. getting rid of the shift is great. I like the pitch clock. I just can't stand this rule about pitching over and throwing over to first base. I mean, let the let the game win. Nobody's telling golfers now that they, that they have to speed up the game by going into <laughs> golf carts. I mean, it's just, it, baseball is a methodical game. It's the beauty of the yeah. game. You can walk away and get yourself a sandwich. Sandwich and come back. You can go to the beach. Well, you used to be able to go to the beach, bring your portable television, and watch baseball right there. It's a portable game. It's not like football or basketball or hockey. It's different. And, you know, it's just like, well, young people don't really like it. Yeah, it's boring now because they said analytically, oh, well, we don't want to steal bases anymore. You don't want to steal a base. There might be an out. Well, so what? It makes the game exciting. Oh, here's a base hit. Oh, no, it's not a base hit. The second baseman is playing in the outfield. Why don't you know, we just consider it softball now and put a rover out there? That's, I'm, I'm that's curious. Awful. I'm curious how much bigger they're going to make the bags because they said they're going to make the That's bags so bigger. That's so stupid. It's what do they need very... bigger bags for? What do you need bigger bags for? They, they look to be an inch bigger all the way around. Why? What is, that, is that what it is, an inch bigger? Okay. Yeah. What, what do you need I, a bigger I, I, bag that's what for? It looked, that's what it looked to be. They're considerably bigger. To the eye, they're considerably bigger. Why do you need a bigger it's bag? Bigger. Why do you need a bigger well, bag? Well, for two, they say they say that it's going to promote more stealing and it's also going to be safer, <laughs> where there's more there's more room to put your foot well, on the bag. Wait a second! If guys will learn how to slide, slide correctly, you slide with your feet, not with your not head first. If they learn how to slide correctly, maybe they wouldn't get hurt so much. And if they take those stupid you know, chains off, maybe they'd also not get hurt either. It's just so ridiculous. I'm, I'm fine with the size. But yeah, that doesn't matter. The thing that bothered me about all the rule changes was how you can only throw over the second. Uh, can only throw over to first base twice. That's the third stupid. time is basically essentially a balk. I think that you can't take away a pitcher's ability to hold a runner on. I think that's ridiculous. I don't. Yeah, I don't. Absolutely I, ridiculous. I don't, that's it. I don't, I don't, They're putting li- golf carts in golf. That's it, John. We're, we're changing it up. I, mean, I don't like the three uh, batter minimum for pitchers. I don't like it either. Can't time. stand it. Uh, baseball is a tradition. Yeah, I actually do like that. Baseball is a I traditional like sport. Why? Why do you like it? Baseball is the because only sport that that doesn't have a time clock. Right. Well, now it's going yeah. to. Apparently, now it's going to. But baseball is is just an old fashioned game. I love it. I mean, I'm I'm old fashioned. Yeah. Call me old fashioned, but I love just the fact that me too. You know, let let David Price go out there and, and uh, take 35 seconds in between every pitch. I don't care. Josh Beckett when he was with the Red Sox, David Price. Like just, I just love the fact that it's just a traditional no time clock. Every other sport that we watch, right. all all three exactly. of us. Anyway, I gotta run. And the anticipation of waiting for something to happen is what makes it exciting. It's kind of like when you're going up that hill on the roller coaster, you're waiting to get to the top. That's kind of baseball. The long, the delays between pitches builds that anticipation for the pitch. So I'm with you. I like it. But the bottom line is at 56, I'm a dinosaur. I'm not their demographic anymore. They're not going after. They're going after the younger people. And people like my sons don't like the game. They don't want to commit three, three and a half hours on a Tuesday night to a baseball game. We got to jump, don't we? Yeah. Anyway, we got to jump, Gerard. Good talk to you, man. See you, Gerard. Right. Talk to you soon, right, buddy. You. All right, you, you got it, bro. Thanks. It's my buddy Gerard down in Florida checking in there. 1053 right here on Cronin the Zook, right here on 89.7 FM. WTBR 413-445-5943. We're here every Tuesday at 10 o'clock. If you like what you hear, give us a call, and uh, we're going to take a break, and then uh, we'll be back to wrap up the show. We'll see you in a couple minutes. I smoke because it's a habit. It's very hard to quit. I've tried. My wife smokes. It's not allowed in the home. It's not allowed around my children. I just know it isn't good. My husband hates that I smoke. and 
I smoke outside. It irritates her a little bit, but I think she sees and understands what I'm trying to get across to her, that it's not only bad to her, but it's bad to my three beautiful daughters and my two sons. My dad gets upset with my mom because she smokes and he doesn't, and whenever my mom goes and smokes, she has to go smoke outside. I don't think my mom should smoke because it's really bad for you and it could hurt you really bad. I do think there is a correlation between parents and kids. The parent smokes, the kids think it's okay for them to smoke. Sometimes all you need is a small reason to quit. Yeah, I love my mom very much, but I still wish she'd stop smoking. Smoking. If you think you're old enough to start, you're smart enough to stop. A public service message from this station and the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Hey friends, if you're looking for some party music, tune in to Polka Express with me, Bill Gustavus, every Wednesday night from 6 to 8 and Sunday mornings from 8 to 10, right here on 89.7 WTBR, Pittsfield, Massachusetts. Just when you thought radio was getting dull, WTBR has something to brighten up your night. Really? It's called TBR After Hours, and overnight Saturday at midnight, you'll hear a solid hour of a recording artist or band, the hits, as well as deep traps with limited commercial interruption. Impressive. Most impressive. TBR After Hours is hosted by The Minster. Isn't that the same guy you hear on classic TBR? Hmm. It's TBR After Hours, overnight Saturday at midnight, right here on WTBR, and also available on podcast. Welcome back to uh, WTBR Sports Talk. Yeah! Right here on 89.7 FM as we uh, lower the Jay Giles band. And what a joy it was opening up for those guys, man, a couple weeks ago at the Stationery Factory. So there's you, magic coming up. There's a magic show coming. I want to go see Anna, Anna Popovic. You ever see Anna Popovic? She's do amazing. You, do you see what time it is? Yeah, it's 10. Can you believe we're almost done? I know. It's crazy, right? I'm it telling just you. It flies right by. It Fly, flies by, man. That's that's the thing. So, yeah, so I was going back to the NFL, but what Gerard was saying about the Mets, I mean, the Mets are going to be fine. If, if Scherzer and DeGrom are pitching, man, they got a ch- as good a chance as anybody to make it to the big dance. They do. It's all about predicated on their pitching. Let's be honest. And timely hitting. That's what the playoffs are all about. Nobody thought the Braves were going to win last year. Certainly nobody thought the Nationals were going to win the year they did. It's you know, October's a crapshoot, but, you know, if you're a good team, if you have good pitching, you're going to be there. So. And like so, you mentioned, though, Bassett's been pitching right. great. And you and, lost Marte, too. And Walker has been, Tywin Walker has yeah. been, you know. Yeah, he's been good lately. Walker's been bad, poor lately, but, but but for the most part, he's been pretty good all year, yeah. But if you have to go up in a, in a series against Scherzer and DeGrom, right. you have to beat them, you have to beat one of them twice. You're, you're, you're screwed. I mean, that's just what I think. I mean, the fact that the Mets have that rotation, I just I think that the Mets, I, I think the Mets are my World Series favorite I, for the I, National League. I think the Mets could beat the Dodgers. I think the Dodgers have a much more talented lineup. The question for the Dodgers is, you know, can, can, they, uh, can they pitch with the Mets, you know, and stuff like that. And there's also some teams out there that could surprise. I think the Cardinals have a really good team. I do. 
Uh, I, th- I think they've done a tremendous job this season. I mean, they, they just blasted Milwaukee by. I mean, Milwaukee always does this. They always, you know, have a bad second half or something, and they have issues and stuff. You know what we have to mention is yeah. Albert Pujols. Oh, my God. He hit another home run. I know. He's close. He's close. I hope he does it. I really do hope he does what it. What a renaissance season he's having, huh? It's crazy. Yeah, it's great. You know, he should have never, ever left St. Louis. That was the biggest mistake he ever. He went for the money. He said, oh, I can be a DH. I'm going to California. There'll be a big Spanish population there, et cetera, et cetera. But, man, let me tell you something i mean the fact that he came back to the cardinals and what they did the cardinals bringing him back for the last year i think is, was a wonderful move by their organization they they have a terrific organization every year they win they develop players i mean they're just a really good organization they've been adam, for a long adam, time adam wainwright 40 years old yeah. still pitching like an ace and i know it's amazing you know, yadi molina's not having the greatest season ever oh, but he's, he's still he's guy. still all right but you know i love that team yeah, there's I mean, just something like Paul Goldschmidt. Yeah. You know that that's a great team. They're a fun team to root for. Arenado is terrific. He might be the Arenado, best defensive yeah. third baseman I've ever seen, and I've seen a lot of guys play defense at third, and he's tremendous. And he's also having a great year with the bat too. He'll definitely be an MVP candidate in the National League, and, and of course, and Paul Paul Goldschmidt at first base. Where the hell were the Yankees when Goldschmidt was available? Where were they? Where were they when Arenado was available? I mean, it's just funny how the Yankees like pick everything out of the scrap heap, you know. And they used to go out and get the best players and so forth. But anyway, just a couple of thoughts about. Uh, about next week. I mean, the Giants are home. And uh, they, gotta, I mean, honestly, they get a chance to beat the Panthers. Now, it's a different. Now, when you talk about a different dinosaur with Christian McCaffrey as opposed to, you know, what they what they had, uh, you know, on Sunday. So, uh, you know, it's a different it's a different type of player. But I still think they're they could beat the Panthers, and they have, you know, I think uh, a chance to go three and zero. I really do. I mean, and it would be kind of amazing if they did, considering they were zero and five what last year. Yeah, and they never get off to a great start. So, so Washington wins, beats the Jags. Right. So, and then Lovey Smith yesterday. We can talk real quick for the last minute. Went for what, the tie. Yeah. Why? That's typical Lovey Smith, isn't it? Isn't typical. that so typical Lovey Smith? Oh, God. I mean, you're, you're Lovey Smith, right? You're trying to like make a name again to be like a head coach in the yeah. league. Because you know Houston, they they had head coach Robert, not Robert Sala. Who was the guy that was the head coach of Houston last year? It was David? Dave, yeah. I can't, yeah. Yeah. I can't but, remember what. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. Lovey Smith's a joke. You you know, if you want to be a successful head coach, you go for it. Right. I mean, I just don't get it. I just, that's been his way. He's been major, major Mr. Conservative for a long time. Can so. you believe we're done? I can't believe it either. It's nuts. <laughs> All righty. Well, Great my, time as always. Yeah. My thanks to my caller there <laughs> down south in Florida. Thanks, George. Thanks for tuning in, folks. Anyway, we'll see you next time. Same bat channel, same bat time. Cronin the Zook saying so long. We'll see you next week. Everybody be safe, be well. And uh, come down and see us in Lennox a week from Sunday the 25th. Everybody, God bless. Take care of yourselves. And let's go, Brandon.